0: This is Eric Johnson, the brand. And Aaron Thigpen, the
1: source. Hello everyone. Today's topic, what are the four C's to becoming a champion? And what we mean by that, or what are some of the commonalities that we see in athletes who become champions? I mean, we've been in this business for 25 years. we both had our own successes uh, in the athletic realm. And we just kinda, I just want to pull out four things that are common, and they actually all happen to begin with the letter C. C, right. <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about. You want me to go through? Yeah, let's my go through. Four, yeah, go or through. Do you want to go one at a time?
0: No, let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's let's tell everybody what the four are. All right. And then we'll go one at a time from there. I like so, that. These are the
1: four that I think most champions that I've known. Have had a clear goal and objective. Mm. Most champions that I know have had a high level of commitment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Most champions that I know are highly consistent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And finally, mm. most champions that I know have a really good ability to communicate. Hmm. Absolutely. Okay, And so let's take the first one Clear goal and objective And what what I see in athletes that are successful Is early on in their athletic careers They make a conscious decision Of where they want to be as an athlete I've seen athletes like Crawford We got him at what, 12, 13 years old Clear goal, I want to play Major League Baseball Yes,
0: absolutely, very uh, focused, and and it was clarity, like, this is what I want to do.
1: James Darnell, same thing, and (laughs) I think it's powerful to identify that goal, and again, maybe it's it's part you can classify it as a dream, but still, it's a goal, but I think when you name it and claim it early, it gives you focus. It acts as your North Star right. for a lot of things that you do in your life.
0: And so you really start to put your energy in that direction. Yeah, there's no question about it. I I, I think when, you, when I think of players we've had and we share together and I think of CC, you know, we' to give a little shout out to Chris Carter out there. Yeah, he's another guy. He just yep. is just like. I remember uh, it Just the clarity he had Like yes. I want to be Ted Williams Like yes. I'm going to be The best hitter From the get go It was like at 10-11 I'm like Who's this kid He's like I was still playing too And I'm trying to understand This guy This kid is like Really focused But he's clear With his agenda yes. And he has a plan He has a goal And it's like it's clear to him. It's like him walking down the street chewing gum, like, no big deal. This is what I'm going to do. And it takes some sort of level of, of mental capacity to have that clarity. And again, people around him, you know, were very positive And he was always looking forward and moving forward. And I, I give him a lot of credit with that. Because he did have clarity at a very young age. And he stuck with it. And you know what? He ended up being a Major League Baseball player. That's
1: right. That's right. And probably one of the most focused athletes in intense uh, that I've uh, ever worked with.
0: Nicknamed the animal for yeah. a reason. Yeah. He is just really focused. No, no question. I, I agree. Yeah.
1: So, number two. Commitment. And that's just a decision. Yeah. But the thing with the commitment is, it's got to be unwavering. Right. And I, I think when these athletes have that goal and they're clear about it, they commit early. When you do that, you set things in motion that allow you to move in that direction. And there's no talent in physical talent in the commitment. It's just a decision. Right. And it's a decision that you may have to make over and over again. It's a decision that you might have to make when your kids want to go to, or their, your buddies want to go to the water park. Right. And you have baseball practice. And instead of calling in the baseball practice with some kind of excuse. Right. You go to baseball practice. <sighs> um, right, absolutely. I, you know, <laughs> I, I just remember so many times as an athlete myself, where I was just so committed that there were a lot of things I didn't participate mm-hmm. in that my buddies did. And right. my buddies were athletes,
0: too. Mm-hmm.
1: But they weren't as committed as me. But then they didn't reach the levels that I did, because right. probably because of that commitment. Because I won't say that they weren't athletic gifted, because they were. They were. you know? And some of them were probably more gifted than me. Mm-hmm. I was a shrimp in the group. Small, <laughs> but I was committed, and I was unwavering in that commitment. And I, I think that bodes well... For anything you do, whether it's your studies, whether it's business, or your, you know, your relationships, you have to have a high level of commitment right. because that makes sure you're not sidetracked and you see things through.
0: Wow, that's that's powerful right there. <laughs> commitment is showing up every day, no matter how you feel, what's going on. You need to show up. And be present, and give your best effort, even if you don't have the hundred percent of your body right. there. You need to understand that that showing up that day shows that you're vested yeah. in what you're trying to achieve. It's a it's a no excuses lifestyle, right? And
1: and you work around those things. I always tell athletes about Robert Stevenson. Oh, I yes. have Robert Stevenson. For the, for the first five years of his career with me, at least through high school, and he's still really? with me now, he, those three years through high school, mm-hmm. he probably missed less than five workouts. Wow. This is a guy who trained with me at least three days a week, and in those three years that he was with me, I don't think he missed more than five workouts. I That's how it. committed he was to what he wanted to be and what he wanted to do. I think he was 28th, 30th overall. I keep getting mixed yeah, up cuz I had the Rosses that year too and you know, he
0: was a, and, uh, you know, he was he was in the he was in that first round supplemental yeah. pick and I'll tell you, you're right though because when he still walks in this door and you still have him today, yeah. he he's a committed dude. Yeah. And I mean, if I was giving away
1: What's the award, and they give you an attendance award? Attendance <laughs> award, right? That guy would have got it at least three years straight. Oh, absolutely, because He's... he was that committed to what he wanted to do. Yeah, he doesn't
0: miss. Yeah, wow. and and again, that's that's a decision. Yeah, no is. physical talent tied to that. Whoa, so. that's a, can I can I mention that for a second? <laughs> no physical talent attached to that, and that's a mindset thing. It's a yes. thing that I think that um, all really. You know, Committed athletes have They have that mindset of I'm gonna show up And be here And get after it And And that's what Leads to Success later in life Exactly, exactly. Our third C Consistency
1: Basically I look at Consistency as Actions that are Unwavering You're consistent You're Able to Call upon Call upon your Performance mm-hmm. Regularly Right You're You're uh, consistent with how you approach your mm-hmm. craft mm-hmm. how you approach your technique you know how you approach your you know whatever your are at bats right you know all of those things you have to be consistent because when you're consistent that builds knowledge because now you have a frame of reference of what works and what doesn't work mm. I like what you said there and nice. and so as an athlete it really comes down to being able to command your performance mm-hmm. and call upon that performance every time you need it. Right? Greatness doesn't happen because, as happenstance, you know, it, you, you, you can throw 97 miles an hour, but if you don't know how you did it, you're not likely to throw it again. Mm. And so Amen. unless you are really introspective and understanding what you do, you can't develop the consistency that you need to be a good athlete. Right. And those are the guys who have the long-term careers mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and have the success in sports. Consistency. One of the biggest things that frustrated me as an athlete was I was inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> For a really certain period of time, right. I was inconsistent. And I would run fast, but I didn't know why. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's very it. frustrating but it was because I really wasn't taught or no one talked to me about, hey, really start to break things down. I did later on in my career and I understood that. So I was able to call upon performance and I was able to do it with a lot less training behind me and you know, a lot of these other right. things. I didn't have to rely on the physical. Mm-hmm. It was a mental thing that I learned that allowed me to command my body when I needed. And I think you get that through consistency because as you you do 100 reps of something, like they say 10,000 hours, right.
0: mm-hmm. you know.
1: Right. You start to see and feel and know the nuances and how to keep yourself on track or on performance. Right.
0: Uh, that's, boy, our, our careers parallel to each other, and, um, and I can identify with that. There's a difference between showing up Mm-hmm. You know, and being consistent. A consistent athlete makes adjustments, and they take the information in, and they do what they need to do to find that consistency that will lead to a better performance. Right. And I know probably a lot of people
1: thought when we say consistency at first, it's just showing up. Yeah, it's not. And it's different. It's, it's, dif- it's dif- it a not. difference. It's not because absolutely. Yeah, you can have perfect attendance at practice <laughs> and still not. And still not perform well. <laughs> right, right. So, no, it's uh, not about your attendance. Because I right. know a lot of athletes out there have that, that check-in mentality. Oh, well, I you know, I went to practice or I went to game speed. <laughs> Every day they asked me to. But uh, <laughs> what did you learn? And, yeah, were, and were you right. consistent in how you approached right. your workouts? And was you consistent in the intensity that you did? And were you right. consistent in and picking out the knowledge that you're trying to get through each training. That's what consistency <laughs> means, guys. It's not, it's not a check mark in an attendance book. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Love it, love that. That's a good, good point right there, oh, Okay, let's move on to number four. Okay. Number four is communication. Um, you have to be able to articulate everything about you as an athlete. Your vision, you know, what you want in your training, how you communicate with your teammates. Right. I just think it's a, it's it's something that is I won't even say it's a lost art because I don't right. even see it really uh, taught or even thought of in that way. Right. Uh, you know, I found just on the other side being a trainer, it's not how much you know, it's being able to communicate what you know. And I think as an athlete, right. You have to be able to communicate, and not have issues communicating or expressing yourself to coaches, to your your peers, yes. and you know, and your co- to your coaches. It might be in regards to your training, how uh-huh. you're feeling about your training, right. or way maybe what you're not getting in your training, and and you've got to have those verbal skills to be able to say, hey, coach, you know, I know you want me to to you know swing the bat this right. way, but I'm not really feeling this. Can I tweak it this way? you got to be able to have that back and forth because that back and forth allows you, allows the information to flow better mm. and it allows you to work your way to the proper point that's a balance point for both you and the coach, which is going to fall into success. Most of us fall into the trap of, okay, I'm just going to listen to the coach. Right. And and that's what he told me. And so that I'm going to do this. But maybe your intuition or in your gut saying, right. well this doesn't really feel right. 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 And if you can't have that conversation, whether you're you're you know, you feel you may not have the knowledge or maybe you're intimidated by your coach, you're not gonna get anywhere. So what right. you end up doing is you end up practicing something or training at something <laughs> that you and your gut haven't bought into, which in itself is going to be an issue. So how can you learn anything if you're really not engaged in it? And, and so you're just going to really set yourself up for failure. But all you're doing is prolonging the inevitable. You, you're going to keep failing, and you're going to let this, this situation go on for six months, and then you blame the coach
0: or something. <laughs> right. I Whereas, think, Aaron, I can't agree with you enough with that, because as you see athletes walk in the door all the time, and the communication thing needs to be there. It's a growth on both our parts, yes. the player and the trainer. Um, it's, it's, it's understanding of each other. How to not only communicate the knowledge there needs to be to get that exercise or get that drill correct. But it's that's a relationship yes. that grows. And there's a trust. Yes. And when that trust is there, then there's that confidence there. Right. And then I see athletes just excel when that happens. When they're able to speak their mind and feel comfortable around you. And communicate properly and say, I, I feel that. Or what do you think about this mm-hmm. idea? Mm-hmm. They start to own the training. Exactly. They own their commitment, their, their athleticism. Exactly. They own themselves to the craft mm-hmm. and trying to master the craft when they do that and i think that's so important for these, these these people these athletes we train is that they understand that and i tell you parents and athletes out there listening that's important there's growth there right not only on the athletic field but outside the athletic field in life and i think that's so important
1: and it, it can start as simple as just asking questions, mm-hmm. you know, instead of blindly maybe doing something or you don't really understand, coach, can you explain that to me again? Right. Or, or coach, can you show me that again? Or I'm not sure what you mean by that, coach, mm-hmm. because otherwise you're just kind of just doing something, right. but you really don't know what you're trying to get out of it. And again, to me, training is about the transfer of information.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that only <coughs> happens with good communication. On both sides. Right. On both sides. So I, I think it's just a—it's something that athletes need to sit back and parents talk to your athletes about this and help them develop those skills. And it's not about challenging the coach. Right. Because a good coach <laughs> probably won't feel challenged. <laughs> right. You know. Won't it, be intimidated. Exactly. But teach your athlete how to communicate.
0: Aaron, I think that's a good way to wrap up on the four C's. And the four C's are important to be a complete athlete. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So our last C. Clarity. Right? Communication. Or wait, communication. Commitment. Consistency. Right. So, glad that you could listen today. Glad you could understand what we're trying to talk about. And hopefully you'll listen to us some more. Remember, this is... EJ, Coach EJ,
1: the brand. And Coach Aaron Thigpen, the source. Our last C is see ya. See ya later. (laughs)